0: Hello, my name is Miller Pike. I'm a producer and creator located in Bushwick, Brooklyn, and you are once again joining me on AP Studio Files. AP
1: Studio Files.
0: A podcast brought to you surrounding the conversations of art, creativity, and community in partnership with Apartment Party. Welcome to our third episode. If you're joining us for the first time, please also check out episode one, featuring Anya Kapischke, and episode two, featuring Carrie Blue. And if you've already tuned in, welcome back. We are so grateful for your support and listening ears. This week, I will be interviewing the band Rosemont Post, a dynamic duo made up by two long-term roommates, Danny Turner and John Ryan Delboski, who have blessed the apartment party stage countless times. Both fellow Texans raised in the tradition of church choirs, children's choruses, and with their backgrounds in the musical theater and their shared love of 2000s pop. These elements have inspired their extreme vocal-driven harmonies. They have played all over the city, including Empire State Music and Arts Festival, which Carrie Blue creates and hosts, also Rockwood Music Hall, the Delancey, and they released their single, Silver Bullet, in January 2020 with an epic show at the bitter end. They have continued to write and perform via Zooms and Instagram Lives throughout the pandemic and released another single, Undercover, in October 2020. And by the time you're listening to this episode, they will have just released their third single, Mel, available on all streaming services. Please note that John Ryan is joining us via Zoom. And now to welcome Rosemont Post. Hi, Miller. (laughs) Hi. I've so enjoyed watching you guys throughout COVID, and I'm so grateful for you guys joining me here today. So, welcome. And I wanted to give you both a moment uh, to sort of pass my intro, sort of introduce yourselves
2: a little bit. So, uh, Danny, if you'd like to introduce. Hi, everyone. I'm Danny, one half of Rosemont Post. I'm 30 years old. Woo! Moved to New York about eight years ago. I was uh, trying to do like musical theater for a while and then I sort of started getting into songwriting and I went back to school from 2015 to 16 in Valencia, Spain at Berklee College of Music's Valencia program, Gorgeous. which is where I met Ryan Benhammer, who is our producer in Rosemont Post now. Um, then I came back to New York and uh, yeah, just like really hit the ground running with writing music and trying to play with different bands i sing with a couple wedding bands and I bartend, which is where we met, actually. Yes, of course. I was
0: was thinking about that. Um, Yeah. For those who don't know, we are actually all Texans. (laughs) Like many Texans that I know in New York, I actually didn't meet them in Texas.
2: (laughs) I met uh,
0: met Danny at McCoy's. (laughs) Yes, we did meet at McCoy's. Love it. Yeah. And then, how about yourself, John Ryan? Give us a little bit of background. How long have you been in New York, and uh, all that kind of jazz? I know you're back in
1: Texas, but yes. Hi, I'm John Ryan. I'm the other half. Over my post. <laughs> Coming at you live from Houston, Texas. I was in New York for around eight years as well, and went there for musical theater, studied musical theater back in Texas. Kind of like, you know, didn't really want to do that anymore. And then once Danny and I linked up, we started writing and performing, and then, you know, I fell in love with songwriting so much. Now I'm back here in Houston, you know, getting my bearings doing a couple of theater stuff down here and I don't know I really miss New York I gotta say I miss y'all
2: and so
0: but you actually that was something I wanted to get into you just did a stages studio session performance and that was all completely your work correct
1: oh yes my vision or my nightmare actually <laughs> yeah I was like thinking about that thing for so long and it's funny that now that's over that I have like so much more time and like creative energy in my brain to like give to Rosemont Post, I'm so excited to start to do that. that's
0: really exciting. I mean, it was exciting for me. Unfortunately, I I would love for our audiences to be able to see, but it was uh, only a only what a 48-hour showing. Yeah, yeah. So, but it's great. I mean, we uh, we've talked a couple times, uh, especially on episode one where I interviewed our technical producer Anya Kapishki We spoke a lot about kind of the way that art has been translated to the Zoom, YouTube That's right. Right. video platforms. So it was really cool. And it was it was also just so exciting to hear your voice in a way that I've never heard before.
1: <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so we got a cowboy over she here. Was amazing. That's right. Miller texts me. She's
2: like, Jen Ryan singing country music. <laughs> All caps. She's like, I live.
1: <laughs> it was so fun. was so fun. It was
0: I'm
2: so, so glad you
1: had a good
0: time. So y'all met in Texas?
2: Yeah, we met uh, studying musical theater at sam houston state university eat them up cats
0: (laughs) (laughs) amazing and then uh i know you started sort of first just futzing around kind of singer songwriter stuff what what was the real moment for you that rosemont post
2: became i guess kind of like oh we're doing this right well So we moved in together and we had actually lived together like a few months at a time, sort of helping each other out, like when we were in between gigs and whatnot. And um, so, like I said, I had studied songwriting and like really wanted to get in that vein. And I'd been writing a lot and like playing guitar. And then there was just one day where I was, I spent the whole day trying to write a song. I was like a little frustrated. I had a chord progression and a verse, um, but I just like couldn't think of a hook. Mm. and john ryan came home and he he just started playing me voice memos and he played me undercover the chorus that he had just came up like just in his head just made up the melody like walking home or something and it was perfect and it was like in the key that i was just writing and so we sang it together and we just sat there for a couple hours just like making a song just really like it was just really organic and natural and then um we just kept doing that just because we loved, it was just so fun for both of us. We both love singing and performing. And then we started playing shows and it was sort of like over time, over a few months of doing that, that we were like, oh shit, like, do you want, we, we're a band, right? <laughs> we're like, wait, we need
0: a name now. <laughs> I always find y'all's name really fascinating. And okay. um, I love the like quirky history part of it. So if you could tell our, our audience a little bit about that, that'd be awesome.
1: So when we became roommates, we moved into a historic mansion, Uh, now called uh, the Bill Keys Mansion. And it's right by Astoria Park South. It's this really big, old white mansion. And um, I think it was built in like the 1850s is what I've heard. And while we were there, like we got curious about what the history of the place that we live in would be, right? Mm -hmm. And so we looked it up and it was called the Rosemont. The Rosemont Mansion, because the owner was obsessed with roses and would have roses, like rose gardens, all around the house. Oh, and that. apparently, they had a really gorgeous tree too in the front that they cut down. So, shout out to them. The post part, Rosemont Post, is from a band generator <laughs> that I used.
0: I love that because it's like <laughs> the, the juxtaposition between like, oh, it's named after a store branch right. And then also just help from a uh, band name generator. Right. We, <laughs> yeah.
2: Well, we both were like, yeah, we were reading about it one day and we were like, oh, Rosemont, that's such a cool name. Mm-hmm. But, you know, if you Google Rosemont, there's, a, there's um, like apartments and this and, and that. Like there is no real right. um, band. But so we're like, we need one more name. Right. And so he was typing it in at like, different things would like pop up and then post and we both were like rosemont post wait that sounds really good that we just kind of made up our own meaning with it you i know. love it
0: the bilks mansion once called the rosemont was built in 1852 in a grand southern plantation style by varnish moguls smith and stratton who operated in astoria village in 1856 They then decamped further down the East Riverside to Hunter's Point. Unfortunately, in the 1990s, it was converted to the wreck you see today at 2537 14th Street. Raped and ravaged, in the words of American Institute of Architects, Guide to New York City. The tree John Ryan mentioned, an ancient copper beech tree, has long been chopped down. And the exterior has been converted to something considered more appropriate to the Times by its current owner, or at least a recent one. The Rosemont is located in Astoria Village. Astoria Village is a neighborhood at risk due to the accelerating rate of teardowns and new construction. It's a neighborhood that despite its stock of antebellum mansions and single-family homes has steadfastly resisted any effort at preservation. It doesn't seem like anything in the neighborhood has unfortunately gotten a landmark status. So then kind of going into sort of your early days, what are some of the, the things that you look back on? and I know like, especially right now, especially throughout the, the COVID year, looking back can be kind of like oh bittersweet. Yeah. Um, but what are some of the, like past glories, the shows that you really look back on fondly?
2: I know for me, when we released "Silver Bullet," which was January 4th of 2020, mm. right before you know, the whole shit show, and we played the Bitter End. It was actually our last show that we did like live with our band, and um, the first time we had released an original song like out in the world. And right. just the energy there was just so cool, and just knowing we were like standing on a stage that some incredible, amazing artists that we both love so much had played before it was really, really great. And that definitely stands out to me probably because it was the last one and, you know, our release party and everything. It's definitely one of those
0: things where you look back and like like you said, since so many historic people, I mean, that's such a ghost-filled place right, in yeah. such an amazing way. And yeah, the the sort of bittersweet um, aspect of it being that last definitely. big show yeah. is really hard. And, and then John Ryan, how about for yourself um, in terms of, you know, past glories when you look back and you, you were really excited about shows or about just your creativity in general?
1: Yeah, I mean, so many come to mind, actually. I mean, one of the coolest things about like, writing these songs and getting to perform them at all these awesome places is like the support that we feel from our friends and people who we don't really know that well, but that are calm and they sing the lyrics back to us that we wrote. Yes. Man, like that feels so good. Mm -hmm. And actually, one of the places that I could tell that people were like listening every word was at your apartment parties and wow, like that's, they're so focused. They were like, it's so special. And I really miss those a lot. I miss them so
0: much. (laughs) Carrie Blue, who you both know as well. He's featured on the second episode of AP Studio Files. Him and I kind of spoke about that a lot, that like intimacy with creativity in smaller shows and like apartment party. And for those who don't know, Rosemont Post has been featured on the apartment party stage, I believe three times and danny solo at least yeah. once or twice yeah i think so and you always bring such an energy uh, and i remember you performed a show that my mom got to see and she's just always like oh how are those rosemont poster host <laughs> <poster?" laughs> she says poster <laughs> rosemont <Gina>. poster kids <laughs> she always so loved so y'all sweet. y'all just bring such an energy to the stage and it's been so fun hosting oh, you, you as always mm-hmm. And now for a word from friend of the pod, Alexandra Cole.
3: Hey, AP Studio Files listeners, it's me again, Alexandra Cole, host of The Pod Broads, a podcast about women in podcasting. I'm back this week to tell you about two very special episodes of The Pod Broads that came out this month on April 14th and April 21st. As many of you may know, April is Sexual Assault Awareness Month, and being a survivor of sexual abuse myself, this month is very near and dear to my heart, and it is part of the reason why I wanted to feature two guests on my podcast that have been creating content from a survivor-centered focus from the inception of their own. I interview Mala Munoz and Dios FM, the co-hosts and co-creators of Locatora Radio, a radiophonic novella, which, as they say, is just a fancy way of saying a podcast. And they created it to archive the legacies, geniuses, and brilliance of women and femmes of color. In my conversation with Mala, we talk all about her work as a self-defense instructor and some of the techniques along with that, her work as an LA-based rape crisis counselor, and survivor-centered parties that she and Diosa would hold pre-pandemic. Everything that mala does and embodies is in direct opposition to societal norms that have created more dangerous environments for women and femmes.
0: But when I really saw it in my face, I was like, you know what? So much of this theology that we learn, so much of the acculturation is like really raising us to be perfect, silent, compliant victims. And I'm not having it, so I'm gonna be the opposite. I'm gonna be la mala and you're gonna deal with it, but it's gonna be an act of self-preservation.
3: The following episode, I talk with Diosa and she shares about her own experience with sexual assault, how that impacted her experience with her sexuality and the importance of sensuality and reclaiming one's sexual relationship with themselves as an act of resistance and healing. Finding
2: this persona that was, or creating this persona for myself that was deeply rooted in like sensuality and feeling sexual for myself and like with a partner that I choose was a ongoing journey that I had.
3: Now, while these episodes really get into some important conversations around sexual assault and awareness, they are also super fun and filled with laughter.
0: Oh my god, can I just say?
3: Yes. Obsessed. Mala and Diosa get into things like mother reactions to their lingerie shoots, annoying DM comments from men, and influencer culture as a whole. You can find these episodes on podroland.com and updates about everything PodBrods related on my Instagram at Poderland. that's P-O-D dot D-R-A-L-A-N-D. and to my fellow survivors out there, whether you've shared publicly or not, I see you, I hear you, I support you, and I will continue to advocate for you in my personal life and the work that I do
0: has this last year been for everyone? I, I know, Ooh. like, uh, if you're anything like me, I kind of went into, I went into 2020 saying professional growth <laughs> and 2020 said personal growth. Right. So, right. you know, how has the COVID experience? How was creativity in COVID been?
1: I mean, of course, like it was depressing at times and it was fun at times. Um, but as far as like creativity we wrote a couple songs, songs uh, while we were up there um, that I'm super proud of. And I think that they really reflect exactly what we were feeling at the yeah. time, which is mm. kind of confusing because it was it was a time that it was like you're able to like sit and like reflect with yourself. But then you're like had too much time to do that. Right. So, right, right, <laughs> um, right. But yeah, but uh, creativity. I think we had some really cool stuff out there. We did some live shows that I hold special to my heart um, on Instagram. And, but of course, like and it's also stifling because it just feels like, you know, it was like, I don't know. It's crazy the the two sides of the coin that sometimes yeah, it definitely. felt like, yes, we got this.
0: I definitely can relate to that. I, I think Danny and I were speaking even before we started recording kind of about the fact that like neither of our lives were set up to be at home before this. Yeah. All of our... Um, yeah creativity all of our activities were based around being out and being with people and um it was very very interesting to just kind of sit and go Mm -hmm. okay what am
2: I gonna do now and then how about for you um yeah well like what we were saying or what you had just said about you know we went into 2020 and I remember thinking like we're gonna release our our songs this year we're gonna play so many shows like you know the the professional growth and then everything sort of just stopped and it was like we were forced to sort of just sit with everything Mm -hmm. especially yeah it was a really difficult time like i really had to sort of face a lot of like my own mental health issues that i realized by staying so busy i i hadn't before i was kind of avoiding and i didn't even realize i was avoiding a lot of things and i'm really So grateful that John Ryan and I were able to be together Mm. during that time because he definitely helped me. And I think there were a few times where, when we finally were able to kind of sit down and write and put it into words, it really helped sort of sort through a lot of those, you know, feelings and emotions. And we definitely, I think in quarantine the few songs that we really did like perfect and finish like showed the growth in our songwriting and also just like the growth in our own ourselves you know like yeah it was it was really tough but then like sitting back now and you know as things are starting to open up and you know we're able to do things like this even um it's it's shown that it was so worth it you know i mean it was it was really tough but the growing pains like are now kind of i can see it like the fruit from that, you know.
0: Yeah, you guys even released a song in October.
2: Yeah, we did. Um,
0: which I think has been so fun to watch. I mean, like I said, <laughs> I was I was talking with Carrie about this on episode two, kind of how I've been so thrilled and excited to watch people continue to make art and continue to be challenged by this situation and rise to that challenge. So now. Uh, John Ryan is in Houston, Texas, and Danny, you're still at. I'm still at the Rosemont. Still at the Rosemont, holding it down, <laughs> <laughs> holding it down. Yeah. Um, so, what are what are kind of the next steps? What
2: are what are the next things you're excited about? Through quarantine and even right up until then, we had really laid a lot of groundwork. We'd worked with Ryan Benhammer on a lot of tracks, getting demos together. You know, we had all of these sort of missing parts that were kind of just floating around. So once John Ryan had the opportunity to go to Houston and sort of, you know, kind of collect himself and like center himself and do what was best for him in this moment, um, it kind of like lit a fire under my ass that I was like, okay, let's organize all of these things, all the photo shoots, all the studio time, all the sessions, and let's like piece them together. And we realized through that how much we actually had to work with and it's sort of made it kind of in a really strange way like him leaving kind of made us like reorganize and refocus yeah and now you know i'm gonna be going to houston in may we're gonna be recording he'll come to new york in the summer and we'll be you know we're we're talking about doing some videos and so we're just gonna like keep pushing and it kind of gives us more like deadlines and right also to like miss each other and you know when we come back it's not just like hey roommate like are like hey i hate you hey, hey, no <laughs> no <laughs> like did you have coffee today it's more like you know we can really come together and it's going to be even more like special when we do that's so exciting Oh, yeah. so we're, we got a lot of stuff coming out um that's amazing yeah, yeah. that's
0: awesome anything particularly for you john ryan because i know you've moved now for a completely new job is that correct
1: yeah a new job new opportunities um just like overall um, restart, I guess for just like my like mental and physical being, and uh, yeah, it's been great out here. Um, okay. It's been hot. It's getting hot. <laughs> you know, you know, Texas. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it's no um, joke out there. I know you're going. You're going to Houston. <laughs> oh my gosh, Houston. Uh, I know that yeah, Houston heat. Yeah, but I I agree with Danny. Like it is really weird. It's something about leaving that it was like okay, well let's focus because I guess like it's sad to say that we're like right now we're not roommates so we're like we are bandmates and best friends and this is what we have to do you know it's like no longer our conversations aren't about like you know who didn't put the toilet paper on which was never me (laughs) 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 yeah me either okay (laughs) but you know now they are like it feels like a more of like a business and like we're ready to like
0: yeah i think that's kind of nice i think it's nice to sort of like like you said to have the the focus when you are together to have like really really hardcore intention because it's like if you're living together you can write that song tomorrow exactly but now you you have to write it while you're in houston or you have to do the thing while you're in uh, new york and it's kind of nice to have two musical homes yeah um i mean the the, the, the (laughs) houston music scene is great and there's a lot happening there as well
2: oh Houston's oh, yeah. amazing oh, yeah. especially for theater too yeah you know oh for it's, sure it's nice to see like watching him um, John Ryan you perform <laughs> his show I was just I cried like a hundred times because it was just oh. it was so cool to see him return to like how I met him right and like how I sort of like fell in love with his voice and everything you know on stage and these new opportunities like coming up it's, it's and, really and cool. like I said it was so
0: exciting to hear your voice in a way I had never heard John Ryan yeah. <laughs> it was great yeah <laughs> The Houston music scene is, of course, renowned for some huge names like Beyonce, Megan Thee Stallion, and Travis Scott most recently. But the Houston Theatre District is also a massive part of downtown, taking a 17-block area in the heart of downtown Houston. Houston hosts nine professional performing arts organizations, the 130-square-foot Bayou Place Entertainment Complex, restaurants, movies, plazas, and parks. More than 2 million people visit the Houston Theatre District annually. I have my kind of final question, and also I just want to say, you know, thank you so much for being here with me today. Thank you so much for donating your time. Thank you for donating your time to all of the apartment parties and bringing that like fire and party attitude. And, <laughs> you know, I think kind of your formation of your band and the way that you move um creatively i find it to be really admirable and also very much in line with with what i see our creative community doing going forward which is really exciting so thank you for that um and then kind of my, my thesis for this first season is what does joy look like in a community setting going forward and I've sort of been ruminating about this question since last summer. And it was one of the things that inspired me to, to start this podcast, to talk to those creatives that I do see going forward in community. Um, so what, what does joy look like in a community setting going forward? And I'd love to hear from both of you.
1: I think that it looks like, like togetherness, probably like something where we, I don't know, like, I think that during this summer, like, so so much has happened, honestly, like, the, from last March to now, like, so much has happened within, I think, the country as a whole, hopefully, and Definitely. especially, mm-hmm. like, within our individual selves, like, a lot of, like, reflecting has happened, so with that, you put it into your art, and I've seen, like, a ton of art come out of this that is really special because you're getting to see a lot of different people's perspectives, and I think that once you get to know other people's perspective of the world and and how they are viewed and how they view the world, it brings us closer. And I think that that's happening so much in art right now. Yeah. And I think that it's that, it's that like togetherness. It's that you get to know me, I get to know you, and let's find our common ground and let's, you know, do something special with it.
2: Definitely. Yeah, definitely. I think there's a lot of joy in in feeling heard and understood and sort of kind of what john ryan is uh-huh. saying like that connection you know totally. like the joy comes from just love and like connecting with another person and i think in the last year that's what so many people have been missing and especially creatives is you know those apartment parties those in-person connections Definitely. and then being able to kind of just digest all of this art that people have been creating through Mm. this year through Mm -hmm. the pain feeling that connection and feeling like that like oh I'm valid like I feel that too which is what art's always done just kind of reflecting back like the human experience but since we all experience this one year together like all of the art that's being created during this time I think just by seeing it and sharing it like it's just love and joy and you know, like, it's I definitely, I definitely feel that. Night. I definitely feel <laughs> that.
0: No, I a hundred percent agree. And well, thank you both so much for being on, uh, where, tell the people where to find you, tell them, um, I think you have something exciting happening tomorrow.
2: Yes. <laughs> Midnight tonight. Well, by the time, by this the time airs, this episode is out, it will yeah. already have been out. But our third single Mel mm-hmm. is, um, being released tomorrow mm-hmm. and we're really excited about it. We're also working on our fourth, uh, which will be out soon as oh, well.
0: Okay, okay. Um, just keep teasing the people. I love, it. It. I love yeah. it. I love it. I love it.
2: Yeah, and we. You can find us at rosemountpost.com, and at rosemountpost uh, on um, Instagram and Facebook. You can email us at rosemontpost at gmail.com and talk to (laughs) us. Show inquiries, anyone? Now that that venues
0: are starting to open up, don't worry. John Ryan will travel. (laughs) Can and
3: will. Yes, exactly. (laughs) But thanks so much for having us. It's really great to be here. Thank Thank
1: you so much. Yeah.
0: AP Studio Files can be found on all your streaming platforms. Please share with your friends. You can follow us on Instagram and TikTok at AP Studio BK. Our host is Miller Pike, technical producer Anya Kapishki, photographer Tucker W. Mitchell. Today's theme music is by Fab The Duo and research by H. Connolly. Special thanks to Corey Germain, Rachel Kreeberg, Tim LaSalle, and Alexandra Cole. Thank you all for tuning in. This has been an AP Studio production in association with Apartment Party
1: i